This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad, the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. And it is indeed a Player Pick'em Friday here on the pod. But before we get to our three-pack of player picks, uh, Senior Fun Buns, let's dial up a bold and disputable prediction for Week 5 of the main slate. What stands out to you? What is a freaky occurrence that could have uh, you know, come down the chute that could maybe rock the fantasy football world? What do you got for me, my man? Uh, I think my boldest prediction, the guy I'm feeling the most this week is someone I've disrespected probably more than anybody uh, over the – the years of my fantasy, my fanalism. Uh, any idea who that would be? Who do I always say I disrespect and never give enough respect over the uh, years? Anybody not named a Seattle Seahawk? <laughs> well, that's that's probably true. Uh, Mr. Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, uh, I, oh, I always underrated this guy, but I'm, I'm really feeling 100 yards and a touchdown this week. He is averaging a career-high 16.8 yards per catch, no less than six targets in any game. And Kansas City... I mean, when you look at Kansas City's pass defense, have been terrible. Bunch of 20-yard pass plays allowed. Um, in fact, they, they might lead the league in 20-plus yard pass plays allowed. So I expect this game to be a shootout. I expect Emmanuel Sanders to uh, ride, you know, a, a close second to Stephon Diggs in this one. And I will say, again, 100 yards and a touchdown. Well, I'm also back in Cole Beasley in this game, to be honest with you. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it should be a you know a, fan, a fantasy buffet of goodness from start to well, finish. Well, what do you like about this one? Plus 500 for a Gabe Davis touchdown. Oh, I mean, he, doesn't, listen. he doesn't play a ton, but he does kind of show up randomly with touchdowns. Yeah, look, Andre Reid's going to score. Thurman Thomas is going to score. <laughs> uh, you know, Priest Holmes, Grandma Larry Johnson, you name him. Uh, they're likely going to cross the chalk in this game. Uh, again, it's going to be a plethora of points across the board. So I, I got Cole Beasley. I like the Sanders call. I got Beasley over the four and a half receptions prop. I think this could be like an eight catch game for him. And I just hope it delivers on the hype because uh, some of these primetime games uh, have left me with deflated feelings. Uh, and we're hoping up the po- the points will you know really stack up and stack up high in this contest. Uh, I'm going to go to Jared England, the sport of tea, Brendan Funston. And I may drop four F-bombs if this one doesn't hit Roy Kent style. But oi, 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 Zach Wilson. Uh, Those three oys, uh, that means touchdowns in bad English, apparently. So (laughs) I think he goes for 246 passing yards and three or more touchdowns against an Atlanta Falcons secondary. It's down Isaiah Oliver. uh, And they were overly forgiving to begin with. And you can actually wager on this. Of course you can, Brandon. It's one of the... Uh, weekly specials at DraftKings. They have it at 249 and a half, but we could go the extra three, four yards, can't we? So can you get to 250 at over two and a half passing touchdowns? If you believe in my nonsense, it's plus 550. And I think he can mm-hmm. absolutely do it because even at full strength, uh, this Atlanta secondary uh, is giving up 7.88 yards per attempt, 274 pass yards per game, and a whole host of of touchdowns so really decent shot here that zach wilson tees off if you're willing to roll out of bed at the butt crack of dawn on sunday morning to watch it so there yeah, you go I lo- lots of arm talent uh, i like that you didn't go conservative and go like 242 passing yards you you upped it up to 246 getting that middle 240 so very nice yeah well you know i am the ceo of team huevos <laughs> here brandon so you know every extra yard adds uh, right. a little bit more to the overall huevos And trust me, uh, as a man that is not well endowed, I'll take all the help I can get. (laughs) With that, let's get to it with another 
Friday Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, as we always do here on the podcast on Fridays, it is a three-pack of player pick'ems. That's a whole lot of peas. Peter Popper picked a bunch of peppers. Uh, I'm going to give you three players uh, similarly ranked according to the Fantasy Pros consensus aggregate at a particular position. Uh, and we're, of course, assuming half-point PPR. We're assuming four points uh, per passing touchdown. And you simply tell me, Brandon... Uh, who will have the better fantasy day? So let's start off at the quarterback position with a couple of middling options here in a 12-team league. Daniel Jones, uh, a rivalry game against the Dallas Cowboys in Big D. Trey Lance, we presume, who will get the start uh, against the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. Or Joe Burrow going up against the Green Bay Packers down Jair Alexander at Lambeau Field. So again, Jones, Lance, or Burrow, pick your poison. How dare you call top 10 Daniel Jones a middling quarterback? Uh, He is a middling quarterback, I'll admit, but I haven't ranked. Where are the touchdowns, bro? Uh, Well, he he pads a couple on the ground. He's got a couple there. You know, it's uh, – they're coming. He's going to have a couple more. He had two against (laughs) New Orleans last week. There's not a lot of confidence in your well, tone I like right the now, weapons. Mister. I think he's good for two this week. I think okay. uh, we right. know he's good for 27-plus rushing yards. That's been as low this year. It's been as high as 95. That's part of the game. So I have him ranked 13th this year, uh, this week, right behind Russell Wilson, who I wish I would have ranked a lot lower. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, that's the highest of this group. I have all these guys right in my mid-teens. I do agree that they're all closely uh, lumped together. But I will take Daniel Jones for the uh, the rushing yards tiebreaker with him. Yeah, I've been debating whether or not to take the over on 26 and a half rush yards for Daniel Jones. Uh, you might be convincing me. Uh, you're just adding to my habits, Brandon. Uh, so my family thanks you for that. But uh, by the way, Russell Wilson, man, he had like the Crip Keeper finger last night. Did he not? Ugh. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was grisly. That took, a, that took a yeah, it took a sharp turn there when there, it should be a straight line. So, yeah, that was rough. That would be an interesting cavity check. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that tickles a little bit. That's not straight on, Doc. I don't know about that one. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Joe Burrow here. And, you know, I think Joe Burrow is going to get another multi-TD performance. It's what he's logged in every single game this season. And, again, I mentioned it already. I gave you a little nibble, a little crumb, a little clue. And Jair Alexander, uh, who's uh, been ruled out, he's not expected to play due to a shoulder injury, uh, that changes the calculus uh, for this Green Bay Packers secondary. When you look at what Green Bay has done on paper this season, they've been you know, pretty stout against a pass, 6.47 YPA, uh, 214.5 pass yards per game. But they've given up 11 vertical strikes in total uh, to the position. So I think Burrow with a backup in there, knowing you're going to get T. Higgins back to go along with Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase. Uh, I think this is going to be close to 300 passing yards. And at least two TDs. Remember, he is number 10 in deep ball completion percentage, number 9 in adjusted completion percentage on the season as well. So bang for the burrow for me. You're going to go and dance with Daniel Jones. Number four. All right, let's move on to our first grouping of running backs. Here are your options. Damian Williams filling in for mandatory Montgomery. Oh, it hurts. It's still too soon. In Vegas, uh, Chase Edmonds against San Francisco or... Is it going to be Lombardi Lenny? Is it going to be playoff Lenny? I call him lucrative Lenny, so you already know where I'm going here against Miami in the Battle of the Sunshine State. Which of that thrice, Brandon, are you going to stack your chips on? Well, that's very well done because I have all these guys stacked directly, yep. Yep. Uh, one on top of the other. And honestly, I don't have any of them 
like in my top 15 this week, but I'd be happy with this backfield and one of them in a flex uh, for fantasy this week. Cause I think they're all just solid RB two guys, but I will take hate to do it. Leonard. Yes. That's, That's the correct the guy answer that I have ranked ahead. And, and really it's, you know, we saw last week, he really for the first time dominated the target or the uh, snap share. Well, target share in the backfield as well. He's had at least three catches in every game, at least 26 yards receiving in every or 24 yards, excuse me, in every game. And then last week we saw the rushing volume, 20 carries for 92 yards. That's the thing with this game. Miami's offense isn't great right now. I don't think they're going to put up a whole lot of points. I think there's going to be a lot of volume, much like there was last week against New England in that 19 to 17 game. I think Tampa wins comfortably and they, you know, maybe push Leonard Fournette to another 20 carries. Yeah, look, uh, he's averaging 14.8 touches per game. He played a season-high 81.1% of the snaps in uh, the Tequila Tom Brady Bowl last week. And you mentioned it, man. Uh, I mean, the Fish have already got, what, two fins in the cannery right now? I mean, they're yeah. good for a Star Kiss pack. You get the, the local grocery store. Uh, Hickory Smoke, by the way, it's delicious. But uh, you look at Fournette, um, you know, he, he's getting it done in terms of yards of the contact per attempt. Uh, he's shown some improvement. I, I know he's been lackluster in recent outings. But, again, what he showed me last week is all I needed against Miami, giving up 4.48 yards per carry, 166.8 total yards per game, six combined touchdown, uh, touchdowns, and the third most fantasy points the running back position. So I would say at a minimum probably 80 combined at a TD for Fournette. And that's why I got him a top 20 this week. And you don't disagree with me. So kumbaya to us. Number three. All right, let's get another three-pack of running backs into the equation here. Here are your options, Zach Moss. In that pew, 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 potential shootout in KC. Miles Sanders, will they actually run the ball for Philadelphia in Carolina? And Josh Jacobs, your guy. Cue the Bee Gees. Uh, for those of you that listen to Sirius XM Fantasy, Faith the Doy Show, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, Monday through Friday on Channel 87 on Sirius XM. Josh Jacobs against your Chicago, my Chicago, could be your Chicago Bears this week. Uh, but who are you backing there? Oh, this one's tough. And I know what you're doing. I can I can do the context clues when you put somebody in there that you're like, oh, what is he doing in there? And I know you're going Zach Moss here because, uh, yep. you know, a lot of people aren't going to put Zach Moss next to Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. Yeah, they're cowards and they should. I mean, they absolutely should. So. I'm going to say Josh Jacobs because, you know, I can't help myself because he is the number one guy <laughs> wait, wait there in that backfield. Wait a minute. You're just advocating. Yeah, they, they should put Zach Moss at the conversation, but you're not willing to take I, the next step here? I have Zach. I moved. I actually moved Zach Moss ahead of Miles Sanders. But so these guys are all close again. Uh, I'm still leaning Josh Jacobs. You have the floor to convince me to change my rankings before Sunday, so uh, you might as well go ahead and get started right now. Have you seen Kansas City's defense? I mean, that's all the reason. I you have, need. but I, my little, my one concern here is Blow that this becomes a pissing contest between Pat Mahomes and mm. Josh Allen mm. through the air, and mm. it's just you know because Buffalo, they're more than willing to throw fifty times and just go head to head with Pat Mahomes in a in a shootout, and I. What, I wonder where Zach Moss ends up in that equation. I know he's had 60 yards rushing each of his last two games. I'm a little worried they might forget about running the ball this game. Well, he scored in every single game this season, and one of those yep. games was a receiving touchdown. I think he's going to cross a chalk again. Uh, I am over on his rush attempts prop at 9.5 at plus odds. I think it's going to be double figures on the ground. I am over on his rush yards prop, which is at 37.5, 38.5. I actually got it at 30.5 when it opened. I think it's going to be 50 yards in total on the ground. I think he could, 
you know, boost the bottom line with an additional 15 to 20 through the air. And I think he's going to find the end zone. You know, you look at Kansas City, man, uh, they're giving up very close to five yards per carry, 4.95 to be exact to the running back position. So with the growing role of Moss, uh, with the ability that uh, they're going to be knocking at the door, probably living in the red zone, at least both franchises most likely will in this game. I think he'll get ball the belly and he will hit the pylons and get you that critical six. So for me, it's Moss. It's definitely not Sanders, and I can't trust Josh Jacobs right now with the health concerns. I'm just looking it up. I can't believe his anytime touchdown prop is plus 180 at BMGM. Lock it in. Lock Let's go. That in. That's. I mean, that's that's for a guy who has four touchdowns in three games. That should probably be no. No better than like plus one twenty five at the most. And by the way, uh, Josh Allen, uh, your lady friend, lock yeah. it up, lock, lock it up it. right now. Number two. All right, moving on to wide receiver here, Brandon, and the first pack here. These are uh, options that are probably premium wide receiver threes, borderline back end wide receiver twos in twelve team formats. Here are your choices: Cortland Sutton at Pittsburgh, Corey Davis against the Atlanta Falcons, and Jolly Old England. Or Antonio Brown against the likely Byron Jonesless Miami Dolphins. Who do you got? Yeah, I know what you're doing now, and I'm on to you this time, and, I, and you can't get me because I think I'm with you. It's Corey Davis for me. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. What, you think I was going to go just, downtown Antonio Brown? Is that what you thought? No, I thought you were going to go Corey Davis, but oh, this okay. is one where okay. you, you might have tried to seduce me with my love for Cortland Sutton here, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> – Interestingly enough, he's one behind Corey Davis on my rankings. But, yeah, I love the setup for Corey Davis. I like the way he looked last week. Zach Wilson talked about the the arm talent, and you have him going for three touchdown passes. If he does that, at least one of them's going to Corey Davis. And if he throws for 246-plus yards, you're probably getting 80-plus yards out of Corey Davis as well. So uh, I'm in on that one. Give me Corey Davis. Slightly over Cortland Sutton and a little bit more than slightly over Antonio Brown. Fun fact, uh, Corey Davis, wide receiver three in fantasy points per touch at the present moment. Uh, Pretty impressive, man. He's wide receiver 15 in yards per catch, wide receiver 23 in total air yards. I love the over on his prop. Now up to 57.5. I got it at 56.5. Uh, and I don't care who he lines up against, whether it's a little bit of A.J. Terrell, but probably likely a, a whole lot of Fabian Moreau, which is fabulous uh, because Fabian, all he does is give up chunk gains at a 133.5 passer rating. So I think it's 70 plus. I think it's a touchdown for him. Uh, that game could be a sneaky shootout because these defenses got issues, issues. Yep. Although the Jets secondary uh, has played better than advertised, but you and I believe the CD won't skip. For those of you who have no idea what a compact disc is, look it up, kids. <laughs> but we're on Corey Davis. Number one. All right, let's have a little fun here with Cordero Patterson. I'm going to give you a three-pack of options here. Corey, uh, Cordero is one of them at wide receiver. And again, Cordero, one of them, though, at running back. So let's start with the wide receivers first. Tell me you'd rather have Cordero Patterson in that London showdown against Atlanta uh, or with Atlanta going up against the Jets, I should say. Mike Williams going up against Cleveland. Amari Cooper against the Giants. Which of those three would you rather have? Remember, no Calvin Ridley, no Russell Gage. Yeah, I'm going to go Amari Cooper. I just ha- I have a feeling I'm big on CD Lamb as well. Uh, I have all these guys ranked in my wide receiver top 20. Uh, I, but Cooper had 69 yards and a touchdown on only three only three targets last week, and, and CeeDee Lamb's been down in targets. If you look at these receivers, they've been down in targets the last few weeks, and I think Dak Prescott is is ready to just open things up. I think this 
you know, I think this is going to be a wide receiver heavy game against the Giants. It's just a hunch I'm playing, uh, but I'm it's leaning me towards Amari Cooper. I like all these options. I'm a little bit leery about Cordero Patterson potentially having a change in how they've been using him. Um, and so if he's more of a traditional wide receiver, I'm less interested if that makes any sense. But uh, No, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> give me give me Amari Cooper. Uh, it's Cordero for me. Yeah, and I, I was hoping he would take the bait, and he indeed did, and faded him. So uh, mm-hmm. I am all over him. I think the 10.2 targets per game, that void left by Calvin Ridley, has got to go to somebody. Uh, it's going to be Zacchaeus, probably a little bit. Uh, also, Kyle Pitts is going to see an uptick. But Patterson, I think, will exceed the average 35.1% of the team snaps that he's played in the 39% opportunity share. So Cordero over Williams, over Coop. For me, what about it running back? Cordero Patterson, CEH against the Bills, or Kareem Hunt in L.A. against the Chargers? Well, look at CEH is on a little mini roll, two straight games, putting up very nice numbers. And this is a, I believe, the highest uh, over-under on the board, Buffalo and Kansas City. I want a piece of that, especially the way CEH has been has been producing of late, getting the touches as well. Um, and again, Cordero Patterson, largely, I think most of his snaps have come from the backfield this year. I don't know if that's going to be the case in this game. I'm a little bit worried about that maybe potential change up in how the, he's used and how that will work out for his fantasy value. But I, even still, even if it's in the same role, I think I'm still leaning CEH. Uh, I have CEH now one spot ahead of Cordero. So mm-hmm. I've got Cordero now at uh, RB15, CEH at RB14 this week. Yeah, I think I'm actually really close to that. Um, yeah, pause while I uh, <laughs> pause while I load my page here and see. Uh, I, yes. I guarantee you do. I have. Did you just say 14 and 15? Because yeah. that's exactly where I have I, them. Exactly. Of course. of course it is. Again, you have been copying me all week long, yeah. so it's just par for the course. And Damian Harris, 16, Antonio Gibson, 17. You probably have Damian Harris, like, top 12 this week. I have Damian Harris exactly at 12. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Swift is sandwiched in between Harris and CEH. Okay. So I had to throw something out that we didn't agree on. Just to uh, You're correct, correct. You're Damian. completely mind-melded here. I think Damian's going for at least 85 and a touchdown. At least. Yeah, I just it's just that I have to rank him down because even though he did run pass routes last week, he's just not getting a whole lot uh, in the passing game, so it has to mostly all be rushing. I don't disagree with that, but a little bit of separation here on Cordero Patterson. Uh, if you got him, not quite must-start material. We gave you some options there, but pretty damn close, especially at wide receiver if you require three wideouts. And, of course, you got multiple flexes, and, yeah, 100% get him in your lineup. All right, before we get out of here, Brandon. Uh, let's do a little deep play. Give me a shocker special, my man. Somebody maybe off the radar that could surprise in week five. Yeah, you, you give yours first, and then I'm going to one-up you. Really? All right. Yeah. Well, this this is a Sandra special uh, because okay. Sandra, one of our producers on the SiriusXM Fantasy Show, absolutely adores this guy like a child for reasons unknown. I, I can't pinpoint <laughs> it. I don't know exactly. Uh, some Freudian shit going on there, but he loves him. And that is Quintez Cephas of the Detroit Lions uh, going up against Minnesota. Uh, you look at what Cephas has done this season. You know, he has ran at least 30 routes in a game in three of four matchups. He's wide receiver 16 in the act per reception. 
And he gets a whole lot of Patrick Peterson and Bashad Breeland, which is a great thing because both those guys have given up at least a 141 passer rating of their assignments. Minnesota has collected the 11th most fantasy points of wide receivers and also 8.70 pass yards per attempt. I'm going to say 55-plus and a score for Quintez. If you want to go on the cheap in DFS or if you're looking for a deeper play at the flex and say a 14-team, 16, 18, and hell, definitely in a 20-team format. But, all right, I'm now curious. Okay. You say you're going to one-up me, so you got to bring the noise. What do you got? So all the things you said about that Minnesota secondary, but apply it to the guy who leads the Detroit receivers in snaps, in routes run, in targets, in receptions, in receiving yards, and is the only one who has a rushing carry, and it was for nine yards, and that is Mr. Khalif Raymond. Raymond. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I don't know what the difference in price is between Cephas and Raymond, but uh, I'm I'm guessing they're about similar. I'm going to follow, as we say, the volume and go with the, the quote <laughs> unquote Raymond alpha of the lions uh, <laughs> of the lions den here in Khalif Raymond. <laughs> wow, that is deep. That is so deep that yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh, I put my butt to sleep. So well played there, Brandon Funset. We're back to back Lions with our Shocker special this week, but that, that's kind of appropriate, uh, to be honest with you. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Check me out there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly, if you enjoy this broadcast. And as always, a good luck in week number five. And until next time, adios!